John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome one and all uh, to The Late Show. I am your host, Stephen Colbert. Now, we have been off, uh, been off for a week, right? And there's so much to talk about, but let's get right to the story that is gripping this nation and really all nations. On Saturday, Travis Kelsey was spotted with Taylor Swift in Argentina during the Chiefs' bye week. This is exciting for me because I love Taylor. I I am what you call a Swiffer. I would... I am. I'd go so far as to call myself a wet jet. Anyway, Trav Trav uh, was down there to see Tay-Tay's Tortor, and... It was extra special because during the concert, Taylor changed the lyrics to one of her songs in a nod to Travis Kelsey. See if you can spot the new lyric. Mama is the guy on the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, of course, actually, it's a little embarrassing. She got that one wrong. Karma is not the guy on the Chiefs. Kelsey is the guy on the Chiefs. Here's a tip, Taylor. Their names are on the back of the shirts. Of course, this is not the first time a pop icon changed her lyrics to honor an NFL boyfriend. Yeah. You don't don't know that one. People forget about that. Not everybody in the news is going to be living happily ever after because we just learned that South Carolina Senator Tim Scott has dropped out of the 2024 presidential race, which means... I know, which means I can now confirm that Tim Scott was in the 2024 (laughs) presidential race. Race? Race? Doesn't matter. Scott dropped the bomb last night on the Fox News. I'm suspending my campaign. I I think the voters... Uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet, have been really clear that they're telling me, uh, not now, Tim. (laughs) Not now is an interesting way to describe a total loss. (laughs) It's like saying, doctor, how was the surgery? Is my husband alive? Uh, not now. (laughs) Not now, but he has has high hopes for 2028. (laughs) Scott explained why he entered the race. That's what the Lord put on my heart. I think I was called to run. Uh, I was not called to win, but I certainly was called to run. (laughs) Let me get this straight. The Lord called you to run so he could watch you lose? (laughs) It's like that famous poster, when there was only one set of footprints, that's when I shoved you in the ocean and chuckled while you flailed. (laughs) But... The imminent demise of his campaign did not stop Scott from reaching out to voters. He sent out an email giving them one last chance to donate 13 minutes before he announced his departure. Uh, Attention, passengers. If you look out the window, you'll notice our engines are on fire, which means you have one last chance to purchase a $15 Mediterranean snack box. (laughs) Of course... No one was really that surprised Tim Scott had to drop out, except everyone who worked for him, because they got no warning he was ending the campaign, finding out only by watching him say so on TV. 
which is terrible. This is terrible. It does remind me that I really do need to announce to my staff that I am hereby officially canceling the Late Show's Hot Fudge Mondays. <laughs> You're a dead man, Colbert. <laughs> One guy who will never drop out of the race, even if he loses, is Donald Trump. Last week, he won on Univision, the number one channel he wants to deport, and <laughs> he talked about how he plans to take revenge on political opponents for all his indictments. It could certainly happen in reverse. What they've done is they've released the genie out of the box. You understand that? No, I... <laughs> I do not understand that. Genies do not come in a box. <laughs> they come in a bottle. Maybe a lamp. <laughs> no box, unless you order from Amazon. <laughs> then they send you a tiny genie in a giant box. <laughs> On Saturday, Trump spoke at a Veterans Day rally, and he talked about capital punishment for drug dealers. So let's have a vote. Who would be in favor of the death penalty? Now, wait, don't, don't go yet, knowing that it will solve the problem. That's not a fair way to ask any question. <laughs> would you sleep with me? Wait, wait, don't go yet, knowing it would make you live forever. Still no? <laughs> How about the death penalty? <laughs> From there, he actually got darker. We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. If that chilling sentence rings a totalitarian bell, it's because, as one historian pointed out, calling people vermin was used effectively by Hitler and Mussolini. So he's plagiarizing those guys. <laughs> It's going to be so awkward when he runs into them in hell. <laughs> now... <laughs> We're also learning disturbing things uh, from a new book about Trump uh, by my guest on Thursday, Jonathan Carl. You'll recall that prior to the last election, Kim Kardashian was asking Trump to free some people who she believed were serving unjust prison sentences. Now, according to Jonathan Carl, Trump was willing to play ball only if Kardashian leveraged her celebrity connections to get football stars who were friends of hers to come visit him at the White House. Kim tried, but all the players she approached declined. <laughs> let, me, let me... Let me just talk directly to the football players about that decision. It's good! It is good. <laughs> Trump uh, won't be facing only Joe Biden next year. He's also up against anti-vax independent candidate and weird-looking Clementine you forgot in the back of the CRISPR. <laughs> RFK Jr. We just found out a couple of weeks ago, RFK Jr. went barefoot on a first-class flight Let's take a look at what we got here. There he is walking down the aisle, and... Okay. That is completely unhygienic. I hope he's had his shots. Oh, right. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, my. The worst part, when that pick was snapped, RFK Jr. was walking to the bathroom. Reminds me of when his uncle said this. Ask not 
what your country can do for you. Ask why my nephew was raw-dogging it on the way to the crapper. A great man. What a great man. Uh, oh, there's news from a place the Italians like to call Italia because a lion escaped the circus and prowled the streets of a seaside town. Okay, be careful, lion. You know what happens in picturesque Italian villages? You fall in love with Diane Lane and start your life anew under the Tuscan sun. <laughs> Thankfully, the lion, is this true, was safely recaptured, yes? But it did roam the town for several hours. So you're probably asking, Stephen, does the Italian language have a way to express the surprise of seeing a lion walking down the street? See. Madonna Santa. <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Madonna Spice. Madonna Santa, that's a spicy lion. Lion. <laughs> you look so skinny. Eat my son. He sit around all day. Fumare. He kill like a prosciutto. Manja, manja. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> it's Italian, right? Is that Italian? Hakuna Matata? Could be. It's close. Ooh, we're learning more about Speaker of the House and knockoff Stephen Colbert from a Bulgarian talk show, Mike Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What we're learning ain't good. In a recently unearthed clip, Mike Johnson admits that he and his son monitor each other's porn intake through an app called Covenant Eyes. And not originally, as I thought, OnlyFam. Uh, the website encourages users to partner up to defeat porn. Although, I have seen disturbing evidence that partnering up can sometimes lead to even more porn. <laughs> Last year, Johnson was at, you know, that kind of Christian family values forum where you talk about your family's porn habits. And he explained this cutting-edge software for his hardware. It scans every, all the activity on your phone or your devices, your laptop, tablet, what have you. We do all of it. And then it sends a report to your accountability partner. So my accountability partner right now is Jack, my son. Sir, and I mean this with maximum respect, please never say the phrase... Jack, my son. <laughs> We've got a great show for you tonight. My guest is Barbara Streisand. Coming up, Barbara Streisand. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, welcome back. Hello, Dolly. Please give it up for Lewis Cato on The Late Show Band, everybody, right there. <laughs> Lewis, we, just, we, had, we, had the, we had the week off. Uh, did you got anybody do anything fun, travel anyplace, do anything cool? Y'all were traveling, right? I was yeah. in Chicago, actually, on Saturday. Oh, it's a cool town. Yeah. It's a cool town. Sure. A little chilly. Chilly. I went down to uh, Evie and I for our celebrate our 30th anniversary. We went to Sedona. Yeah. I hiked. Yeah, I, hi I we hiked. Hiking. We hiked for like three hours every day. I actually walked from there to here at the top of the show. I didn't get winded. 
That's, a win. that's where I am now. It's a win. Folks, my guest tonight is the incomparable Barbara Streisand. She has been entertaining audiences through her singing, acting, and directing for over six decades. And last week, she released her long-awaited memoir, My Name is Barbara. What can one say about Miss Streisand that has not already been said by her? Because the audiobook for this thing is 48 hours long. <laughs> I recently had the honor of joining her at her Malibu home for an unforgettable conversation. And the best news? We filmed it. Barbara Streisand, thank you so much for welcoming us into your beautiful home. I know you don't do these interviews very often. I don't. And this is an honor for me. You've been a legend for seven decades, chronicled here God. in your highly anticipated memoir, My Name is Barbara. Mm. Um, surely people have been asking you to write a book for a long time. I understand that Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis asked you to do it in 1984. Yeah. How long did it take you to write this book? Did you start in 84 and just finish now? Never. No, no, I'm not that slow. Okay. But I did start 10 years ago, in 2014, so it's almost 10 years. Why, why is now the right time? Or rather, why was 2014 okay, the right time? I'll tell you. Because at that time, I was trying to make Gypsy as my last film, as a bookend to Funny Girl, written by Julie Stein, you know, and worked on with Jerry Robbins, whom I loved. And I understood the story from a very personal point of view because it was about a jealous mother who was jealous of her daughter, which I talk about in my, in my book, and, and came to the understanding I understood her at the end of this book, which is 992 pages. Why only 992 pages? Did you not have more stories? I ran out of them. How, did you, I... how did you write it? Did you... In did my you, bed, did you, mostly. Did you, did you, like, dictate it and yeah. then have it transcribed, or did you actually type? No, I can't type. Because of the nails? That's right. Did you enjoy the process? Like, as someone who has been in the public eye for so long, been asked about their life for so long... Right, right, did, right. Did, were, you, were there things that you were hesitant to talk about, things that you didn't want to visit? Definitely hesitant. You have to understand, I stopped giving interviews to the press because they got so much wrong. I did an interview, and the man had two tape recorders, and he asked me, you know, what do you think about Hello, Dolly? And I said, well, I've never really... It's not one of my favorite films. And you know what was printed in that periodical? He wrote, instead of writing, I didn't like Hello, Dolly, he wrote, funny, I didn't like Funny Girl. Funny Girl? I love Funny Girl. It was my first film. Mm -hmm. You know, the first day of filming, I had an idea for my entrance <laughs> down a train staircase. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Willie Wyla Divine. Divine, I had so much respect for him because he made great movies. And I wanted a dramatic director. You, you knew from such an early age that yeah. you knew what you... You knew that you wanted to do yes, what yes, you yes. wanted to do. Yeah. Where does that chutzpah come from? And as a follow-up question, is it okay that I use the word chutzpah or coming from uh, a Gentile, does that sound mashugana? <laughs> I love the word mashugana. Me too. I'm a little mashugana. 
You're yeah. a little mischief? Okay, that's why I like you. Yeah. I like to be truthful. I'm a Taurus. Taurus. Just... Okay. Come on. Come on. Yeah. It's lock horns. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know that one. You know that one? No. Okay, so, so you do Wait this, you do this, okay, and then I do that. Ah. It's the Taurus lock right there. Nice. Yeah. It's the bull the horns the bull of the Taurus. Oh, my bull. God. There you go. Well, are you stubborn at all? Evie, am I stubborn at all? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When we return, more Stephen and Barbara. interview with Barbara Streisand, already in progress. When did you first feel famous? When mm. did it hit you? I never, you know, in the book I tell the story about inviting Sophia Loren to my house uh, when I had a, a ranch across the street here. I wanted to see what real movie stars looked like. Because you're not a real movie star? I just never thought of myself as a real movie star. I think I think I can I get it now. Is it hard for you to take compliments? Yeah. Do you have any idea why it was hard for you? You know, the psyche of a performer is quite complex, I think. I mean, I know if my father had lived, I probably would never have had the desire to become an actress and play other people in roles, become someone else. I would probably have been more satisfied with myself. What, are, what do those two things have to do with each other? I guess I was looking to play people that would take me out of the feeling of not being enough or something. Characters were more interesting, I thought, than I was. Do, do you recommend being famous because... No. You don't? I don't like the attention it gives me. Mm. I don't like being stared at. I don't, I don't like, my husband one, once surprised me at one of our anniversaries at the Bel Air Hotel. <laughs> and he had rose petals leading to the bed mm. and made a heart on the bed out of sure. it. Sure, go on. Come on, yeah, let's get some ratings that. here. Let's get some ratings here. And then what happened? <laughs> the point is that... Oh, I know what the point before, is. Before we went to sleep, um, you know, you had to take the petals off. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to stick to your body. Stay in the sheets. No, it wasn't the sheet. It was on the cover. Duvet, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you have to take it off. And I must have put some of the... Or he did put some in the garbage pail and some in the toilet, or somebody put them in the yeah, toilet. Yeah. I don't know who. Sure. But that was the next rumor, was that <laughs> Barbara Streisand insists on having petals in my toilet. Oh, you know where I That's really... a really good rumor, though. You've got to admit, no, no. as false rumors go, that's a really no, crazy one. No, actually, I'm realizing, I'm remembering it. Ha-ha. It was when I was um, doing my shows, you know, uh, concerts. Yes. And I had always fresh flowers in my 
-hmm. dressing room. I had a beautiful dressing room. We traveled with the first concert in 1994. Everything was great. And the guy who came in to clean up probably took some of the... That's the better story, and that's probably the real truth. Sure. Because he, he probably put the, some petals in the toilet. The wow. guy did, folks, not me. Wow, okay. So that's the actual, that. that's the actual all, story, yeah. not the one with you and Jim Brolin. But you know we're going to well, use the I, Jim Brolin one of you guys about no. Get It On. You know we're going to use that story, right? Oh, you are? Sorry. It's show but business. The other one is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about James Brolin. I had a date with him that was a blind date that my friend met say, him. Who sets Barbara Streisand up on a blind because date? Because my friend met him somewhere and thought that they, we might like each other. Yeah. I had no man in my life. I had no, you know, grandchildren in my life. My son did call me today. You know, I have him in my life, but it wasn't a full life. Now, I go there, and I see a man standing across the room, and is that him? Where's the hair? I mean, it was all off. He had just buzz cut his hair, he had a little dye on it, and then gray at the bottom, and no beard and no nothing. So I think he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I waved or something like that. But as I, as I uh, passed him, I put my hand, you know, I touched his hair because I was used to now. I wouldn't have done that years ago. But because I directed these movies with men, and I was there when they were having hair cuts because I didn't want too much cut off. Yeah, yeah. You know, in other words, as a director, you have to look at everything. Continuity. I said, um, who <laughs> up your hair? <laughs> yeah. And as he said, because somebody asked him that, and he said, did you mind that or something? And he said, no, I loved our honesty. We talked about everything that night. And then he said, I'm taking you home. Ooh, whoa. I never had a man say that to me. I'm taking you home. That was interesting. I was a nervous wreck in the car with this man. I thought, I haven't been with a man in a car for several years. What if I get sick to my stomach? What if I have to throw up or something? Literally. What is that evening like with, uh, in the uh, Brolin uh, Streisand household? We watch series and movies with the dogs. What are the dogs like? My little babies. You talk about, you no. talk about this in the book, and everybody knows that you, your, your dog, Sammy, was so special to you that you had her cloned. Yeah. What, what is that like when you have a dog that looks just like your old dog? Is the behavior the same? Let me say this. They only look like Sammy, but you cannot clone a soul. Elon Musk is working on that. Yeah. yeah. Could there be more Barbara in your future? Find out when we return.
ladies and gentlemen, more of what critics are already calling Stephen Colbert and Barbara Streisand talking. Were there people you had to give heads up to about some of the stories you told in here? And I'm thinking specifically about Mandy Patankin. Did you send him a text saying, heads up? No. No? Does he no. know? He, so he doesn't know what's in this book? No, because he made my life miserable when I was making Yento. I'm sorry. So you didn't tell Mandy that this is coming. Should I tell him? Because he thought that you guys were going to have an affair. That's the truth. In the book, you say, you, you, you took him aside and said, what's going on? You seem so well, agitated. You seem so You're angry. banging into doors. Angry. All that, banging all that kind the of doors, stuff. yeah. And he said, I thought we were going to have a more intimate relationship. Right. What do you mean? I thought we were going to have an affair. I don't know where this came from. The point is that I was trying to help him with his behavior. I tried to Wait. teach him. I tried to, in other words, when I was on the set, I just honor the people on the set. Sure. And I'm grateful for them to be there and to be interested in the movie. And, you know, because maybe there's a thing like jealousy that goes around. In other words... Not to jump on you here, but for that one... Please Because you're the first me. woman... To uh -huh. like, you know, you're you're starring, you're directing, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. producing, yeah. and and there were also people who writing. didn't want Yentl to be made and writing and didn't That's want right. Yentl to be made. Right. Why do you think that is? Look, look, before I made Yentl, I went to a class at USC in gender studies, mm -hmm. and you know, I have a I have a um, center at UCLA now. Mm -hmm that is going to study and starting to study the dynamics of power between men and women. In other words, this is a complicated subject. A woman's telling somebody, you know, where to put the camera or where to put the light or being in control of one's work. That was not that important, not, not that that's the word, that's not the word. A man could be, I'm trying to think of the word, it was like forceful, or I mean a better word than that. Demanding. It's, no, the woman is demanding. Oh, oh see, so it's a In pejorative words, term what? for a woman and exactly. not a pejorative term for a man. Exactly. He's a genius. He's exacting. Exactly, he, He's exactly. a perfectionist. But she is a pain in the ass. She's a harridan. She's a control freak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very different. And they now are taken seriously as filmmakers. They don't have to prove anything. I'm so glad for women. You've known of, you've known and supported a lot of political figures. You're friends yeah. with the Clintons. Yeah. I'm not going to get into you dating Pierre Trudeau, but you have politicians in more than one country, shall we say. What do you make of the political climate of the United States now? Bad. Well, I like Biden. Mm -hmm. I like Biden. I think he's done a good job. I think he's compassionate. He's smart. He supports the right things. How do you feel about the specter of a second Trump administration? I will move. I can't live in this country if that's if he became president. But where would you go? Where would you go? If Probably you're not to England. Mm -hmm. I like England. What about the rise of anti-Semitism and fascism, not only around the world? where it's never been eradicated, but to see it rise in the United States. What it's is so that? sad. It's sad about what's going on today, meaning people have to live together, even though they're 
different religions or whatever. People are people. It's true. You know, we all want the same thing. We all want love in our hearts. We all want family. We all want to feel um, secure. I hope for the best because this is heartbreaking, what's happening now with these people, the children, the mothers. doesn't matter what religion they are. Do you know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is beyond religion. This is uh, insanity for us not to learn how to live together in peace. You see, this is what's hard to talk about my career or even my book when this deadly, combustible thing is happening in the world. It is hard hard. to have proper perspective on the things that were important to you at one time when you see something that is eternally important happening. I could easily cry about this. You know, where is God in this time? Where, where is he or she? Why can't that energy stop this madness? Is part of your drive to create beautiful art related to the sadness you see in the world? I think so. I think that's true. We can create, we can make stories that are more palatable to the audience in a sense and teach the lessons, try to teach the lessons. Yeah, when you see um, Schindler's List or The Grapes of Wrath, art can teach, I think. People see the truth about things. Think that's all the babs we got? Think again. thrilling conclusion of Barbara Streisand. You're very discreet about your relations with all the the men in your life. And here's another thing. I was not going to write about any of them. And my editor kept saying to me, you can't not do this. Her phrase was, you have to leave some blood on the page. Well, you're buried, there's very little blood because you talk about these men And you're very honest about your relationships with them, but we never get any of the nitty-gritty. We never find out, like, you you never talk about any of the, shall we say, intimacy with these men. And I'm I'm not asking you... of course not. Of course you're not going to write something, you know, that is a a bodice ripper about this. But you you are, you have famous romances. And... Oh, God. You do. You have famous romances. I hate to tell you. I've read, you know, enough of your book to know that some of them are pretty extraordinary. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking you to kiss and tell. But I am asking you to kiss and have a reaction. So I'm going to mention, I'm going to name these men who I know you have kissed on screen. And I want you to give me some reaction. It can just be your eyes if you want. When you think about what it was like to kiss them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? I will try. Robert Redford in The Way We Were. We didn't do that much kissing in that movie. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. We can keep oh, this well, simple. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Of okay. Who, by the way, Bob is a great actor and gorgeous. So sure. 
It's like... And Great Kisser? I, I can't discuss this. Okay. No, I can't. Jeff Bridges in The Mirror Has Two Faces. What do you want me to do? Just how give me I any say, reaction at all. I you don't have to say any words. Just give me an eye reaction. <laughs> that seems positive. That seems... I don't think this is a good game. You don't think so? Nick Nolte in The Prince of Tides. Can't talk about it. I'm not asking you to talk about it. No, I can't. Chris Christopherson in A Star is Born. I think he'd be a good kisser. I think he would. I'm not going to play the game. You're not going to play the game. Okay. I think Omar Sharif, the mustache, would be too scratchy. No. <laughs> not going to play the game. You disappoint me, Barbara Streisand. You disappoint me. I'm sorry. You've sung duets with so many greats. Mm -hmm. Judy Garland, Ray Charles, Neil Diamond. What, yeah. what qualities makes a great um, person to sing with? Well, they have to have a good voice and... Sure. You know sing in tune. Mm -hmm. All those people have special talent, special quality, they're, and they're all different. I, do you plan to do any more duets anytime soon? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's fun. I guess what I'm really saying is... What are you saying? You don't bring me flowers. By the way, you do have a good voice. I've noticed that on your show. You don't sing me love songs. Okay, you want to sing with me sometime? Right now. Not right now. No way! But in a studio... You hardly you talk to me anymore. Oh, but see, now what you're doing... Doing Neil. That's right. I don't want you to do Neil. It has to be your own voice. You, you would actually sing with me someday? That's right. Because you sing well. You have a good sound. Thank you. That's what counts. you got a pretty good sound, too. Yeah. You fought your label four and one. Total creative control over all of your albums after they tried to name your first album Sweet and Saucy Streisand. Right. <laughs> I said <laughs> I'm, great... neither, I'm, neither, I'm neither sweet nor saucy. It's, not, it's not a great it's, title no. for an album, but be honest, it would be a great title for a barbecue sauce. Have Lovely. You, have you thought of it? No, I just thought you missed... Yeah, it's a good idea. You missed a branding oh, opportunity. On. What? And it's never too <laughs> late. If you that would like to get behind this product... Oh, I love it. Would you mind just holding up in the, yes, the camera and yes. just say... You went to all... You made a label we for We made me. label. If you just hold that up to the camera and oh. say, for people, people who love pulled pork, you can just kind of... No, I can't do you that. Can, you can't do that? No? No, I don't take just any direction. You well, know? I, it has to make sense to you me. You can direct it. I'm just telling you, no, I'll I, get the I funding for this barbecue it. sauce. I can't sing it. All right. But look, folks, in my next life, I will come back as a sauce maker and sell this and I'll give Steven a piece. A piece? Is that good? A piece? I you put this whole deal together, Babs. Okay, then you could have two-thirds of it. Two-thirds, okay. You could have it, of course. All right. Thank That's you. That's funny. Thank That's you. really funny. Thank you, Barbara Streisand. Be sure to pick up My Name is Barbara. Available now. It's fantastic. Especially smothered with sweet and saucy. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.